All right, welcome into the Plank Show on a Tuesday. Along with Josh Helmer, my name is Chris Plank. It's the last day for me this week to be live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, so I'm pumped to get to share it to kick the show off like we do every Tuesday with OU Women's Gymnastics Coach KJ Kindler. Good morning, Coach. Good morning. Timing is good. You've Thank got you. this thing figured out now. Yeah. It's freezing out. It is so cold. Now, uh, interesting because... Let's see. We are traveling this week, correct? Yes. Okay. Do you start to think about adjusting the schedule whenever you see weather conditions like this to try to get out of town earlier? Yeah, we've thought about it. (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) I mean, because we'd have to leave. Like now. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, the meet's not till Friday. So, um, you know, I've given the other coach a heads up. You never know with Oklahoma weather, whether it's it's a little dramatic and it's bigger than, you know, built up more well, so I, than it will okay. be. No, we don't know. We're not picking on the weathermen here by any stretch no, of no, the imagination. Sorry, sorry. No, no, I just want to make that clear because <laughs> they can be a little sensitive. Um, but with that said, they're kind of on a heater right now. Like they've been on fire with projecting when these things are going to happen, right? Yeah, that's true. So the do factor for a miss – might be pretty high. So maybe, just maybe, we don't get too terribly much. But it's cold. We've definitely seen a it's dip in the thermometer. Uh, and, and you're going to Gainesville this weekend, which is definitely not a bus ride you want to take. As somebody who's driven from Norman to Gainesville before, have you ever taken that why? road trip? Why? I, I'm dumb. That's why. No, I thought it would be kind of cool. Quick little side story. I, I know I'll have a few people that get mad at me. It's like, oh, KJR, you're telling your stories. Get back to the women's gym. I'll get there, I promise. I promise. I thought it might be cool to take the kids on the road trip to Disney, right? Yeah. What you don't realize, it's a lot of nothing on the road trip. You hit a couple cool areas. It's like, kids, look, Memphis. There's Pyramid. There's Pyramid. Isn't it great? And then you're basically driving by oil rigs and, and, and forests, and you're praying a deer doesn't jump in front of you forever. So, yeah, Gainesville, which is literally landlocked, right in the middle of nothing, but you're going to go down there, and you're going to have a pretty hostile crowd, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, they have they have great crowds. Um, their last meet was sold out against uh, LSU, I believe. So um, it's going to be huge, and uh, we're excited about it. It's um, two versus three, and – Florida and Oklahoma have kind of bounced back and forth uh, between those spots. We were three last week. They were two. Um, and it's it's by such a small margin, honestly, that it's it's really hard to tell. So being able to go head-to-head is, is huge, and we're excited to do it. And last time we were there, we lost by half a tenth. Oh. Um, and so I expect it to be just that competitive. 198.175, solid this weekend in – Winning the Metroplex Challenge, the first of what we hope would be two trips to four. Is that a national championship of Fort Worth again yes, this year? Yes, it is. Look at us. Every year. Every Oh, is it now set every year? Yes. Would you like to see it moved around a little bit more, or do you like the— No, I love it. Do you? Yes, I Short think trip for great. Sooner fans. Short trip for Sooner fans. Easy to get in and out of really? uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, no matter where you are in the country. So we've our fan base has really Super grown, sad. and people are traveling and making it an event. And they can plan in advance because they know that's where it is, kind of— Kind of like the softball World Series, the yep. baseball World Series, those kind of things um, created a an event. Not only 
did you put up a 198.175, but you swept all the event titles. That's got to be pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that, but yeah. I'm reading Lindsay's release I right know. Now. I, I didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Morrison for the win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, Reagan Smith took home a pair of them whenever she won. Let me see. She won both the floor and the beam. Uh, let's see. Jordan Bowers won the vault and the bars. Looks like Reagan won the floor. Uh, so that's pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, very I mean, you got to feel pretty good. Now, again, as a gymnastics expert, I'll tell you this. You know it. But as a first podium meet, it's a good experience. So what did you uh, take away from how the team performed? Yeah, no, they they adjusted really well. Um, the, the biggest takeaway was vault was so much improved. Um, both Catherine and Jordan stuck their vaults. It makes a huge difference in our overall score. We went up quite a bit on that event. I think we had a 49.55 or something like that, which mm-hmm. is which is a really big score compared to the the two weeks prior. So a big improvement there. Um, Bars is staying steady. Uh, Beam was Olivia Troutman in the lineup, and that was a last minute change that I made after touch. You know, sometimes the touch you can kind of see that that someone might not be really on target, and so I made the switch, and she of course came through with. You know, like she always does, she did not wobble, not one inch, and uh, nailed that very first Beamer team back. I'm so excited for her. The team was screaming like, you know, <laughs> they were <laughs> – it, uh, it was a good moment. In uh, National qualifying scores were used for the top 25 for the first time this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you check in at number two or – I mean, you always want to be number one, but are you, you happy where – this young team is right now and starting to get your full complement of athletes back. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're chasing number one, but it's going to be tough. I mean, Michigan's put up some really, really high scores. So our goal is to be in that top four range where we become a one seed for the NCAA regional. And uh, that's definitely where we want to be every year. So um, we're just trying to put up some some really big scores here at the end, especially in our away meets. We have Florida this weekend. Um, next weekend, we have Michigan at home Friday, but we're away on Sunday uh, at Texas Women's, and then we're away at Arizona State again. So we have – and Big 12s are away. So we have a lot of away scores that can affect our um, RQS in a positive way. Uh, you have to count uh, three away scores no matter what, and so the higher those can be, the better off you are. Does it – okay – I need to get learned up here. Does it matter kind of how basketball is where they have the quad one and quad two? Is it the power of where you're going or is it just it's a road meet and that's what matters? Yeah, it's another, a road meet. Okay, okay. So that's it doesn't it. matter that you're going to play or compete against three, four, or five in the country. No. Okay. But we're going to be hitting – we're going to hit one, two, and four. I was just I mean, going to say. <laughs> Utah was four, Florida, Michigan. Like we're, we're going against the top group, Alabama – you know, those teams, um, we've definitely put ourselves in a position to be challenged um, and to be in those high-pressure moments where we, we know we can handle an- anything at the end of the year. So um, we're going to talk a lot about Michigan because we want a great crowd out there. I mean, that's oh, yeah. that's one versus two, and that's going to be massive coming up in a couple of weeks. But I do want to focus on Florida a bit. What What's made them so good this year? Um, they have, you know, almost year in and year out, they have the number one recruiting class. They have um, Trinity Thomas is an incredible athlete for them. She's not always doing the all around, but I would bet my bottom dollar she's doing it this weekend. <laughs> so, you know, they, they really use her sparingly, um, uh, giving her rest here and there. But she is a phenomenal athlete. Um, they, I mean, they have 
so many star the star power on their team is just incredible so um you know that i think is what makes them special you know i think their best event is balance beam uh, it's always great to be good on balance beam, and I think that they are rock solid there, um, which gives them an edge, I think, in, in all their competitions. But um, certainly we can contend, no doubt no doubt in my mind. So I know I've asked you this before, but I'm getting old and I forget things. How much scouting do you have to do of your opponent? I mean, is it where you're kind of trying to figure out their weaknesses or their strengths, or is so much just focused for you and your staff on you that you can't really concern yourself with what's going on across the mat or, or on different events? We certainly watch a lot and scout a lot, and we know where we can maybe you know get a tenth or two on another team based on their strengths, how they've performed on that event. We know that that event for us, may, you know, if you took Vault, for instance, we've got to get a certain, you know, performance out there where we're in the 49.5 range to contend or to even edge them out on that event bars were number one we need to like put up a really stellar number and edge them there like you you do definitely scout your team um and you do that a little bit too so that your your own team isn't distracted by what that team is doing i mean because really there's not a whole lot of defense in gymnastics (laughs) yeah i was gonna say it's not as if you hey Get in front of that beam. <laughs> Don't let her flip off it and stick the landing. It's nothing like, oh, that yeah. would be pretty awesome. Yeah. People right. would be breaking arms and legs. I've laid under the beam before. Have you? Yeah. Just to kind of get that perspective and making sure they're landing? That's a lot of trust. No. No, to make sure they don't fall. Oh, I see what you They doing. don't want to fall on me. <laughs> It's like the trust fall, right? <laughs> That's right. You, you see, whenever someone's like, all right, you got to close your eyes and trust it on behind you, you're basically putting your faith in. You don't want to fall on coach. That's right. Man, I'd be scared to death. <laughs> I would be That's how much I out. trust. That's big time trust. Yeah. Hey, I know you have a lot of trust in Olivia Troutman, too. Uh, you, you mentioned the excitement for her teammates to see her return. Just can you put into perspective how big it is to have her back in the rotation? Yeah, it's well, huge. Well, maybe the I question even- is. Yeah. Is she truly back in the rotation? Yeah, yet? I mean, I wasn't expecting to put her in this weekend, but that's kind of how it goes with Olivia. Really, uh, same thing happened last year. We weren't; she was the alternate on bars, and then things just happened, and there she was. You know, so the good thing about her, she's always dialed in. She's dependable. You know, um, th- it, listen, she wouldn't be the alternate if we couldn't, you know, put her in at any time. You just are trying to be as cautious and smart as a coach as you can be because the end of the year she is definitely um going to be key for us so we don't want to put her in a situation where she can't be at her best then boy I don't feel like we've talked enough well not I want to say the we I probably should say I don't feel like I've talked enough this year about Audrey Davis and what she's done I mean it's She's in the top 15 in two events and number one in the country in an event right now. Yeah, number one on bars. Wow. She is, and there's no doubt in my mind, she's the best bar swinger in the country. And I I think probably if you asked any coach in the country, they would say the same thing. She's just amazing. Um, automatic pilot on that event. She looks the same almost every time she goes. But she's been an all-rounder for us and in, in almost every single meet. And so – Wow. Just to have that strength um, and that consistency from her, a huge jump from where she was last year when she was doing two to three events. Um, she's taken on a lot of responsibility. She's super confident, um, and, and she's just she's just a joy to coach, really. So, again, you're focused on Florida. We can start thinking about Michigan. And it's a week from Friday, so it's coming up. 
Soonersports.com slash tickets. Uh, or just go to the Soonersports.com page, Women's Gym. It's right there. You can find the tickets. We, we, we ask a lot, but I think it gets hammered home a lot by you in a good way. Great crowds make all the difference in the world. Yeah, they do. Our goal is definitely to break our attendance record for this meet. And our attendance record was against UCLA in 2019. So uh, over 10,000 fans were at that competition. So wow. that is definitely what we're gearing toward. I know we can do it. Um, it makes a huge difference uh, to our to our student athletes and obviously to the energy in the the energy in the building kind of, you know, helps them perform better, period. And uh, that support is great. It's great for recruiting, you know, on ESPN to have a full full arena. So we would love to see that. You're awesome. Um, are you uh, getting – I almost asked if you're getting any chance to rest. You're not resting right now. This is what, – what am I even thinking? This is a left lane hammer down nonstop. All right, Coach, I appreciate you interrupting your grind to come hang out with us. Uh, we'll talk to you again next Tuesday. Safe travels to Gainesville and uh, go get a dub. Yeah, hopefully the plane takes off. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Stay away, yeah. winter weather. Let's get them out of here on Thursday. You're right. awesome. Quick break. Um, we're back with some potential news on Aaron Rodgers next right here on The Plank Show. So what do you think? You, you, you've got the welcome in to The Plank Show on a Tuesday. This is a awesome Tuesday because KJ kicks off the show with us. And did you, did you see who I was able to secure for hour number two? I have. One Patty Gasso. Um... So, Coach is coming on with us to kick off hour number two. What about what we'll talk about? I should ask her everything but something about Jossie. She'd probably get mad. She's like, what are you doing? You're burying the lead here, Plank. Do your job. She'd call me out on it, I think. Um, she might not mind, considering there's a media availability scheduled <laughs> a little bit later today. One thirty today. I honestly, I won't lie to you, I could probably talk to Coach – for the rest of this show and never mention softball because there's so many things I need to pick a brain about. We always end up in a conversation about vacations and family. I love talking to her about other coaches. Coach Gasso is so proud of her coaching tree, so that's fun. But that's coming up at 10 a.m., and I always cherish the moments we get in studio with K.J. Kindler. So thanks to K.J. for hanging out with us. All right, you've got it pulled up. You're looking at the uh, – teenage girl-esque Instagram post. Or, or or listen, listen, I want to be very clear here. Teenage boy type Instagram post too. What'd you make of Aaron Rodgers' Insta from last night, Josh? It was the big story this morning on Mad Dog Sports Radio. He loves a lot of people. <laughs> That's what I take away from it. He, he loves, loves and cherishes many, many, a, uh, many a person. Did you – so I put this poll up very early this morning. It's this thing called the internet, and they have these things on the internet called Twitter polls. So this morning – whoa, um, a lot of people voting on this so far. I asked a very simple question. Aaron Rodgers' Instagram post, a goodbye to the Packers, a goodbye to the NFL, or attention-sinking? Which, again, I think is unfair because you could put attention-seeking in all of them. And then maybe there should have been a fourth category where it's just just truly grateful. Just right? is. Right. Which I kind of think that's what it is. Just is. 
But I also think Aaron Rodgers is very well aware that the entire sports world is hanging on his every word right now. Every single word that Aaron Rodgers throws out. Is that, oh, does that mean he's going here? Does that mean he's going there? Does that mean he's retiring? Does that mean he's happy in Green Bay? I talked to you on the show yesterday. I think I even was texting. I thought the NFL awards ceremony, I thought he was – reaffirming his commitment to Green Bay. Hey, you know, Matt LaFleur, thanks for believing in me. We're going to have a you know, great time, blah, blah. And it just didn't seem like adios, but everyone else thought it was. This, this, with six, well, 70% of the vote right now, according to you all on my very scientific Twitter poll, feel like this was nothing more than attention sinking. 20% of you think goodbye to the Packers. 10% think retirement. What say you, Josh Helmer? Well, it definitely doesn't feel like any anything close to goodbye to playing football for me. I didn't get any sort of an impression that this should make Packers fans feel like Aaron Rodgers is ready to move on and go somewhere else. I think he just wanted to thank some people. In other words, they're – Shouldn't be a feeling of any kind of way based on this Instagram post. In other words, you know, in a in a world where we challenge people to be more open with how they feel, in this instance, maybe it's just a situation where a guy who has constantly and consistently opened up a little bit more about well, for some people, things they don't want him to open up about, like his views on immunization and vaccines and things of that nature. But maybe it truly is just a guy that was in his feels. The The interesting thing, Josh, is what you're looking at is the Kyle Malzahn tweet. What Does Kyle cover the Packers or is he an NFL guy in general? Hover over that bad boy. Yeah, he covers the Packers. That's what I thought. Um. Whenever you put in your Twitter bio award winner, I mean, technically we could all do that. At some point, we've won an award. Everyone has. Either got a participation trophy or so that's an award. The very first slide on this Twitter photo dump, I'm sorry, Instagram photo dump, is this. Gratitude is the wine for the soul. Go on, get drunk. And then he rolls through all the pictures, which everyone, I thought the picture that was the most impactful, the one that kind of made me think, huh, was the picture that appears to be from the Kansas City Chiefs game where Randall Cobb and Devontae Adams are standing next to each other and there's no Aaron Rodgers in between them where he typically would stand, right? And he didn't Photoshop himself out. That's how Devontae Adams and Randall Cobb paid tribute to Aaron Rodgers at the Kansas City Chiefs game. They stood with enough room apart from them where QB1 would typically be. So, again, QB1 out. Maybe. There is a lot of I, I, I loved in the past tense talking about the Friday crew. I think anytime you you talk about past tense, that's a little bit concerning. Like if I'm sitting here saying, 
uh, my future's up in the air, my contract's up, and I go on Instagram, and I, Josh, I loved doing this show with you. I think naturally people are like, oh, well, that dude's gone. You know, I just, it, hey, I, listen, I know, I know. There's a lot of overanalyzation that's going to go on around this, but his status is arguably one of the most interesting sagas, not just in the NFL, Josh, but in sports right now. Right? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's gigantic for the future of the Green Bay Packers and perhaps another franchise somewhere in the National Football League if uh, he winds up getting dealt. I don't know. I mean, some of this is past tense. Some of it's present tense. Yeah. So, it's a little all over the place. The picture that you mentioned is the one part that opens my eyes up a little bit and entrenches me firmly into the attention-seeking category. Sorry. <laughs> I turned my mic off because I was in If nothing snot, else, no. if you can draw nothing else away from it, that uh, is certainly vague, and it, it makes makes you think a little bit. So before we kind of grab a timeout, the reactions to this have been fantastic. Um, I and I've always found this fascinating. The old no one cares. Well, you, you responded to it. I mean that that that's something, right? Uh, Kane writes, no matter what his intentions were, he is he is seeking attention. Um, Michael, I have a feeling he wants to try and beat Brady to the Niners. So in other words, Aaron Rodgers makes his intention known that, hey, Green Bay, I want to be dealt. The problem there is I don't know if Green Bay has – they don't – well, first of all, they don't have to do anything. He's under contract for another year. But even if they're operating in the greatest faith possible, I mean, do they say, all right, well, you want to go to San Francisco, our arch nemesis, who, oh, by the way, just bounced us from the playoffs? Uh, Yeah, no, we're not doing that. Uh, Someone, oh, Oil writes, he posted it today, not because everything's over, but because he knows he's going on Pat McAfee's show and we'll talk about it there. The guy's extremely smart knows precisely what he's what he is doing. Pat McAfee did just tease they got a big guest coming up on the show today that's swinging by the studio. And who guesses who it is? It's probably Aaron Rodgers. And and you want to backtrack a little bit more, Aaron Rodgers did tell Pat McAfee back on January 27th. If he has any news to share, it will be shared on that show. Ding, ding, ding. And that he would do it in person. Uh, Greg, I, mean, I wonder what news he has to share. Yeah, see, there you go. Now you start connecting the dots. Greg writes, drunk and feeling melancholy should have been an option. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it does kind of feel that way. I mean, he's talking about... <laughs> Wine is gratitude. Yeah. And that. I, mean, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't drink very often anymore. But when I have maybe a glass of wine with dinner, you know, it's one of those moments where you're like, gosh, I really love my life. I love my kids. I want to make sure everybody knows. And you sometimes start writing a letter or something, and you get about halfway through. You're like, ah, listen, I'd rather sit and play on my phone. I'd rather play on Instagram. I want to watch some Instagram reels for a while. <laughs> What, how are they going to react to No this? one's going to care about this. Or then you go back and you read it the next morning. You're like, oh, 
Boy, I was I was in my feelers. Maybe it wasn't just one glass of wine. So I think that's a fair point. Uh, and then Nathan writes, well, this is why I wouldn't want him in Denver. Drama, drama, drama. Uh, okay, well, I don't want him in Denver either, to be honest with you. Yeah, that makes three of us. <laughs> You're right, Nathan. I wouldn't want that kind of drama in my locker room either. Get him, Stay in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. I thought you touched on something right off the top that – to me, it is important to note here. It's okay for Aaron Rodgers to profess his affection to important people yeah. in his life. It's okay. It doesn't it, like who cares if he was two, three glasses of wine in. Who cares? I'm all about it. I think it's awesome. Maybe we should do this. Maybe we should make it a we love you day on the show, just to make Aaron Rodgers feel more at home. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <Yeah>, correct. <laughs> no doubt. Josh, you're the man. You make every day awesome. Perry, I appreciate you, even though I barely hardly get to see you anymore. Casey and Brian, you're awesome. Now, Tyler, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> everyone, everyone is awesome. Tyler, you are the most talented headline writer on the Dude, podcast. There page. is nobody better at getting me to click on a podcast than Tyler McComas and his headline writing. That is for sure. <laughs> Did Teddy murder someone during the show? Uh, I love everybody. And I've been in – and it, you don't have to be drunk in order to, to, to want to profess your love to people. Maybe he – all right, let me give you one other theory on this. I I was going to save this till later in the show, but then I realized there's so many times that we backload this show and we get to the final segment like, oh, man, I wanted to talk about that. This is the biggest story in sports. Oh, and some dude with zero followers told me that uh, I'm too overly dramatic on the air last night. I crushed him twice. And I'm like, listen, poor dude. He can't spell. He can't write. So I'm not going to make fun of him. But I was thinking about this as I was going through this story, which, again, was posted not necessarily late at night last night, but around 10 o'clock. Maybe he's at peace with his decision. Maybe Aaron Rodgers who promised, listen, I'm not going to beat around the bush here. And we know he's single again now, or at least not engaged anymore. They broke off their engagement. Maybe he's reached a point where I know what I want to do. And I'm sure as hell not going to break it out on Instagram, but I know what I'm going to do. I know what I want to do. And I just want to make sure that I get ahead of this to just – let people know how appreciated they truly are. Then again, maybe there's a chance that he goes on Pat McAfee's show today. He's like, yeah, man, I was just, can I not tell people I like them? <laughs> Which would be such an Aaron Rodgers move based on where he's been recently, right? Yes. So wait a second. We Is he dating Shailene Woodley still? I don't know. I just saw that the engagement was broken off. So does that mean – I? I've never been in a relationship where a relation where I've been engaged and I don't get married. The two times I've been engaged, I got married. There's not like this high school girl. I didn't propose to Lisa Forstein and she said yes, and then we broke things off. So I don't know if maybe just the engagement because there's a lot of tributes to her shown in there, right? She's the first name, right? So I don't know. I don't know. This might have been a wine glass situation. I think you might be right. I think the more I read it, maybe a little bit in this feels last night, probably. It's how I imagine sometimes whenever Kerry Murdoch is tweeting, like he's got a record going and it's like Morrissey, 
and he's kicked back and he's got his bourbon or something and then just all of a sudden the tweeting starts. Then all of a sudden it turns into Festivus. Right, exactly. I've got a lot of problems with you people. Maybe that's it. All right, uh, Aaron Rodgers has had a different perspective. So, again, there's not really much more to say or to add except to speculate what could be next. This quarterback offseason is going to be amazing. All I mean, the, the Colts have basically already said, yeah, we're out on Carson Wentz. The Steelers need a quarterback. Saints need a quarterback. Buccaneers need a quarterback. I mean, there's three or four places right there. Well, maybe more specifically two or four places that haven't really needed to worry about quarterback in a long time. And we saw what happened the Saints the first year post Drew Brees. Like, okay, back to the drawing board on this one. <laughs> time to restart this assignment. They got halfway through the first draft and crumpled that bad boy up. It's like, all right, on to draft number two. Do guys like Jameis Winston and Carson Wentz and Mitch Trubisky figure into the quarterback carousel? Or are they the ultimate fallback plan? I don't know. But when you consider Aaron Rodgers potentially, I mean, still Tom Brady potentially, right? Uh, I'll throw Wentz in there. He, He had a team on the cusp of the playoffs before the bottom fell out in the final two weeks. I mean, that's, that's a pretty decent guy. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be traded. He went to a Super Bowl two years ago, three years ago now, and had his team in the NFC Championship game this year. Maybe Derek Carr, maybe Russell Wilson. Deshaun Watson is a name all his own. There seems to be people out of Philadelphia that thinks Jalen Hurts could be on the move. Kyler Murray is scrubbing his Instagram. Maybe Aaron Rodgers got jealous with the amount of attention. That Kyler Murray got for scrubbing his Instagram. Could be. It's going to be a wild offseason. Prepare yourself for the drama. All right, quick break. Um, When we come back, it's a big night in Lubbock. And there's an update to Joe Lenardi's, I I call it his nitty-gritty sheet that he posts every single day. Uh, Still not good news for the Sooners, but that could change a lot here tonight. We'll dive into it next. All right, welcome back into the show. How was your, we just, I came out. Guns of firing, right? Left lane hammer down today. Had KJ right off the top. Wanted to get right into the A.A. Ron saga. So how was your Monday night? It was a great Monday. It was great. How was uh, your Monday night? I slept. <laughs> That's me too. That's Dude, clutch. I'm going to tell you something. Right, I'm gonna, I, don't, I don't like to talk about my dumb schedule that I keep because, I don't know, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> so... I want to tell you my dumb schedule that I kept this week. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So on Thursday, after this show wrapped up, I went home, did Big 12 today, 3 to 5, did Mad Dog Sports Radio tonight from 6 to 9, then got in my car and drove to Houston. Got to Houston. Actually, it was – I. Being someone who spent a lot of time in Houston traffic, I highly suggest just driving through the night. <laughs> the the overnight drive. Bro, it was incredible. It was so, it was incredible. So how long is that drive? It was six hours. Okay, that's not it's not bad not at too all. Bad. I had the bonfire, crackle crackle. I was listening to some of our shows just to I mean, listen, I'm not a egomaniac, but I was just How I wanted, can how can we be better? Where can I stop saying uh like and you know and be better? Because for some reason, being around my wife, I say like all the time now. Because I'll hear, 
Chris, you know, like, when you, like, don't take, like, the garbage out, like, that really upsets me. Listen, like, don't worry about it. <laughs> so I got to Houston, quick nap, because we had a show, right? And then we had a game. We were playing at noon and three, called the game on Friday, got caught up on some sleep on Friday night, called the games on Saturday, did an overnight show. On Saturday night, oh 1 goodness. to 5 a.m. in a Sunday morning, um, we our bus left the hotel at like 7 a.m. So called that game, drove home after the game, did the 10P to 1A show, took a quick little nap, woke up, did 5 to 8 on Mad Dog, and then had our show. Oh, by the way, tag on to it, we had TV yesterday. Don't watch the show tonight and make fun of the bags under my eyes. So when I got done, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then I did three to five yesterday on Big 12 Radio. So I had to call. I called Dallas or texted Dallas over at Toyota, a Fowler Toyota. I'm like, bro, can I just get the car back to you tomorrow? I My car is in the shop. My car is over at Christian Brothers. I'm like, I will not be there. When I got off the air at five o'clock, Josh, it was literally timber. Your man was down. Took a little nap, woke up, it was great. Watched a little college basketball last night and then fell asleep at like 9.30. I, I guess you could say I took two naps. I took a 5 to 7 o'clock nap and then I woke up, was spry, and then was back in bed by 9.30. So let's go. That's fantastic. Little Oklahoma State Baylor? Little Oklahoma State Baylor. I guess I'm confused by something. Just real quick on that before we get to OU Tech. Is Baylor, or excuse me, is Oklahoma State good? This whole league, everybody's, yeah, pretty decent. Now, are they good? No. <laughs> They're not bad. Right. Right. I just, I I thoroughly enjoy watching them. I said it. It pains me to say. it. it and I don't mean that in a bad way. I got a lot of Oklahoma State friends, but it's just, they shouldn't be this good, right? This is a team that doesn't have postseason opportunities. They should be tapped out, right? And they're not. They're out there grinding. Bryce Thompson is awesome in an Oklahoma State uniform. That dunk fest that they had near the end of the first half was incredible. And they're pushing a potential one seed to overtime. How? It's amazing. To- they needed overtime to beat Kansas State, which, by the way, that was a fun game. This weekend, too, looking back on the highlights of that. But it's just, I don't know, Josh. It's I'm, I'm, I'm kind of impressed with Oklahoma State this year. It's a good league, 1 through 10. Mm. So it gets us to tonight. Oklahoma and Texas Tech. I know we've gone a little long on this segment, but can I say something that I've said a thousand times on this show? You ready? Yeah. Must-win game when we're talking about the postseason? I mean, pretty much. Right? Joe Lenardi's most recent update. Um, and by the way, I've got a couple of y'all that always send this to me. I, I appreciate it. Y- y'all caring about the show means a lot to me. But I regularly check Joe Lenardi. Sometimes when people will send that, I'm like, what are you? You think I'm dumb? You don't think I'm looking at what Joe Lenardi does? I'm like, it's okay, dude. Calm down. Here's the most recent update on the Oklahoma Sooners. They are on the outside looking in. In fact, if you were to 
if you were to gauge this by where they are in the final four out or final eight out, they would be the third of the final four teams out. Does that make sense? So in other words, your last ten in are Rutgers, TCU, Creighton, Miami, North Carolina, San Francisco, then Michigan, Indiana, Memphis, and San Diego State. Which, looking at that, kind of feel good about Michigan. Maybe having the bottom fall out a little bit. They got five games without Jawan Howard. We'll get to that in the top five stories of the day. The last, or the he's got like thirteen in order listed out, and Oklahoma is number two, uh, number three on that list behind SMU and Baylor, just ahead of Dayton. You've got it all wrong on Michigan. Oh, you think they're going to take off? Oh, you might as well pencil them into the NCAA really? tournament. Are you kidding me? The drama around Michigan, they're putting them in for sure. If if they're anywhere within the arguments perspective, then Michigan's getting in because of the the whole situation. That's made for TV. So here is, and I know we got a break, here is what Joe Lenardi says about the Big 12 and the games tonight which it still seems kind of wild how much work there has to be done for Kansas State and Oklahoma. A Kansas loss at Kansas State could lead to Baylor replacing the Jayhawks as a one seed. Well, don't worry about that because that ain't going to happen. How dare you not believe in Bruce Weber. A Texas, Texas Tech must beat Oklahoma – to hold its recently gained two seed, a loss would elevate either Duke or Villanova to the last number two position. Meanwhile, Oklahoma needs a win at Texas Tech to remain a legitimate bubble team. A Kansas State win, they go from the next four out to the first four out with a win. With a loss, they would need to win two of its last three games to remain officially under consideration. That game's in Allen Fieldhouse tonight, Correct. by the way. Yeah, it's on the road. In other words, it's already over. I think you're right, Josh. <laughs> so that's where we stand. We'll hear from Porter Moser next. It's, it's heavy. It's heavy for him. It's a blank show. Patty Gasso in 10 minutes from now. Uh, real quick, I thought it was a good question from Bob Prisbillo. He asked Porter Moser about the Elijah Harkless injury and if they knew that something was wrong whenever it first happened. Here's what Coach had to say whenever he met with the media on Zoom yesterday. He's something bad, and how great is it that he's staying engaged? Um, all right, the two parts of the question. The first, Bob, was did something happen immediately? Did we know it? I mean, not at all. He didn't even know it. He didn't say anything until the – like, he said something after the game that he felt some discomfort – to Rob, but like he didn't say anything to anybody during the course of the game. We had no, it wasn't like you saw him go down and hold his knee. Like you, you, we didn't know anything. Um, it wasn't until the next day I was told, yep, EJ came in, we're just going to give him an x-ray. Then those were told, those were negative. And then the next day we said, oh, we're going to do a, just a precautionary MRI. And then they did it. And that's when they, so it wasn't any one thing. Uh, the second part of your question was uh, how great is it that he stays engaged? It's huge. You know, he, he's to, he can at least bring his wisdom, his, his leadership, his, his, you know, his uh, experience um, to these younger guys. 
Because our bench right now consists of Ethan, and then every guard, one through four, that comes off the bench right now is all a true freshman. We don't have any sub that's not a true freshman. There's no one in our league or power five schools that are doing that. Um, So it's important that he's, you know, on the bench with them. If he's sitting on the bench with them, talking to them, staying engaged at media timeouts, you know, bringing some energy. Now he's not going with us. He's got surgery tomorrow. Um, So, uh, but, but he was, he was engaged at Iowa state. And even when he gets back starting Saturday to be, to be engaged. Love it. Not only is he engaged now, Josh, but he's going to be a part of this team for the foreseeable future. But, oh, man, they're really finding an uphill climb tonight. This is a Tech team that since Oklahoma beat them has been on a heater. They've won three straight games, including what was kind of a, an impressive win over Texas and kind of how that game went. It's going to be tough tonight for Oklahoma in Lubbock. We need to share at some point this morning, Coach Moser sounded off on the Michigan-Wisconsin. It's really good. Fracas. We'll do it. But first, we'll talk to Patty Gasso next on The Plank Show.